Yes, let's let's get right into what I thought was, especially this week, but really overall the two weeks, a pretty good challenge or, or final rather after a <laughs> largely mediocre season. I thought it was a pretty mediocre final after a largely mediocre season. <laughs> really? I don't know. I thought especially this second episode, like it delivered most of what I wanted. It gave me, I thought, two really pretty worthy money winners. It gave me some impressive performances, some, some you know, people pushing through the uh, an incredibly long final with no sleep or food. Incredibly long. That, there have been much longer and much harder finals than this. I was I glad they- there have. There have been longer and harder finals. It's not the hardest, but I would say like this is this is above average over the last decade of of final difficulty. They didn't get to sleep at all. They got no food other than beet and tuna and mayo shakes and you know, yeah, I think on the last day, right? It was a two day fight. Like the la- the the one night they didn't get any sleep, which I I I I, I approve of that as an entertainment <laughs> tactic. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Look, all finals are better with sleep deprivation. I, yes, I really thought overall this final was good. Not I guess not great, but better than the season. And I was, yeah, better than the season. I, and I was glad that there was an equalizer in it because otherwise Emmanuel would have just run away with it, right? Like, yeah, and credit to Emmanuel for, you know, besting the equalizer. Like that guy, and I, it was said yeah. by more than one person, that guy's a deserving champion, and he really does just about everything at a really high level. Like that's a dude who could win more, I think. Yeah, it's it's weird because he's a deserving champion. He's a guy that I think we've all praised and found uh, entertaining in the past. Yes. And yet I find myself completely mad. I, I should also add he's deserving. Like, unlike some of the people who've talked about what they're going to do with this money or why they want to win. Yeah, it's nice to like, think yeah, about like how far 250K yeah. <laughs> goes in Romania and all the stuff he can do for his family. That's cool. I like that. I approve of yeah. that. And yet I find myself kind of being like, eh, all right. See, I think that's just the hangover from a mediocre season that was dominated by Jay Starrett, the most distasteful competitor in the history of the challenge. <laughs> I, that's the thing. It's like, I don't even know that he is that, right? He is like, that. he's like, he's a, he's, he's a, he's a heel for sure, but I don't even know that he's a great heel. Like, Oh no 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 no! You misunderstand. You're not as bad, Jay, as you were at like say Josh in in seasons past, right? You know what I mean. He's a bad heel. I'm just saying yeah. he's bad. T- he's the worst television in the history of the challenge. <laughs> is what I'm saying. I'm not saying he's the best villain by any stretch. He's not a good villain at all. The pro- right. The problem is he just doesn't. He's not a main main character energy. No, and and he was definitely a main character in this season. He was right? the <laughs> main character, yeah. and he has. <laughs> At best, fourth supporting character energy. At best, <laughs> yeah. like that. It's a, it's a, it's a definitely an Achilles heel of this entire season, and it and I the just, entire season, and you, and I can understand in for Michelle. I might add, you yeah. know what I mean. And I can understand just like the frustration of that lasting, but I don't think it was the finals' fault. Like, other than Berna. And look, Corey had a blip with the heights, but I'll forgive him that because he got through it as annoying and whiny as that was. And like, yeah, I mean, God, that was that was rough. Like TJ having to coach you through a final is is. Yeah, but you know what? To me, like I feel about quitters get out. You know what I mean? I agree. But the heights is a real, you know what I'm saying? Like it's not Berna being a baby about drinking something disgusting. You know what I'm saying? It's not. 
No, I don't. I it's the exact same thing. Like oh, I TJ, disagree. As TJ pointed out, there is a rope right there and a harness. And I like, know, like, but at, at a safety crew. Look, like, I'm not trying to defend Corey, who belonged exactly where he ended up in fourth place with no money. <laughs> I am saying I have a little more sympathy for people with diabolical fear of heights than I do for like babies who won't suck it up and drink the nasty stuff. We all as, know it's as nasty. A person, as a person um, who throws up even with a little bit of exposure to mayo, I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm a team burner here. Wow, wow, we're 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 never gonna agree on this. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I don't like. I mean, look, I'm not saying like Berta covered herself in glory, um, but I don't. I don't. Uh, yeah, no, I don't think. I don't think that there's any. Uh, I don't think there's any uh, nobility in having a fear of heights. Versus I'm not sure there's nobility, but I guarantee of, you would uh, be. You would be talking about this differently if that was Durrell. And I think it's entirely possible that Darrell would have had the same reaction, no, based on no, what we've seen no, from him. No, Darrell, Darrell, don't get me wrong. Darrell would have been very uncomfortable and maybe not wanted to do it. But would Darrell be in tears? Ain't no way. Okay, maybe not tears, <laughs> but similar. <Ain't> no- <laughs> and again, I'm not trying to defend Corey. I'm just saying I really have no patience for Berna at this point. And maybe that has to do with Berna's general behavior over the course of the season, uh, as much as what made her cranky in the final. But um, I don't know. I, look, would I have preferred to see Kyland and Horacio here with Emmanuel and Norris? Of course. But given how just unpleasant so much of the season was, I was pleasantly surprised by a pretty good final. And, and I found myself satisfied at least with the top two and you know what shout out colleen for soldiering through yeah yeah i mean look i don't have any issue with where anybody placed you know yeah. <laughs> like i think it was all right i you know as as we talked about um uh, uh, last episode uh I, I feel like emmanuel didn't play in his own self-interest uh you know when he made the the decision to uh throw the recent to elimination but you know, in the end, it didn't cost him. And in the end, she was his toughest competitor, so maybe he was right. Yeah, I mean, that's I what know. I was going to say, right? I, I, we, we talked about it, and we probably agreed. I mean, we did agree that probably Corey was was the, the, the target. But in the end, maybe he made the right decision. Because, honestly, if there had not been quite as much swimming, I think Norris wins that final. Yeah. Like, I mean, you've got... A thirty percent chance of better though if you pick Corey of Doris having to go in to face him. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, you know, because you, you you know you've got all those things in there, and a bunch of them are chaos that could also end in Doris plus her name. So, yeah, um, I was hoping she would pull chaos, and it would be pick two people, and and you're safe. <laughs> um, <laughs> and honestly, in the end, I think Mariah was probably a bigger competitor than most of the people that were left too. she like maybe physically she's really good but I, I do think that as much as the puzzles were equalizers for everyone else the swimming was the the diving and by the way that look you know certainly forget about the food right you would certainly put fear of drowning on par with fear of heights right and yes. Norris went in there and, and just did got it done so um uh, you know, I don't know that. I don't well, know Maurice that we're is better and tougher than Corey. That's not up for debate, yeah. is it? <laughs> I, I'm trying to give Corey a break, man. I'm not saying he's a he's like. I'm not saying bring Corey back at all costs. I'm not saying anything really positive about him, other than like I I was less turned off by his fear of heights than by Berna's fear of mayonnaise. I don't know. Speaking of which, speaking of let's bring Corey back at all costs. Did you notice that Mariah got basically nothing from TJ on the way out? Yeah, that was a tough one. Not even a, like, uh, you know, it was nice playing, nice seeing you this season or anything. It was yeah. This is your time. Pretty That's much so- that was that was it. I mean, I guess he probably can't and wouldn't, but boy, would it be fun to get, like, TJ's true, deep, honest opinions about these people. Because he oh, obviously yeah. sees things we don't. And, man, I, I trust his judgment. <laughs> 
<laughs> I deeply trust his judgment, we, we but I tend to like Mariah. Cameo that's just like, hey, TJ, just tell us what you think about. Uh. Well, that's not a bad idea. <laughs> next birthday, I might ask for that. All right. <laughs> please, please, TJ, we're me. coming back for a second I'll cameo. I, I don't want any well wishes. Just tell me what you really think of <laughs> Olivia and Mariah and Jay, please. Yeah. Uh, it, it is interesting, right? The TJ's not involved ever in these reunions. You know what I mean? Uh, and he I'm has happy. been a couple times, and he just has no interest. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, there were a couple reunions. I want to say Dirty 30 they had him because they they didn't announce the winner until the reunion. You remember that oh. one? Yeah, yeah. And he always just looked so uninterested in talking about or participating in the drama that I think they were like, you know what? This isn't helping. Well, <laughs> and it's like, you know... As a radio person, I, I can tell you that is a – you need a skilled host That's to right. contain a room full of talkers who are angry at each other. And this you brings me I mean? to, to the best part of the final. Um, which is? Which is the preview for the reunion. Oh. <laughs> Did you see who the host is? Oh, Maria Menounos. Maria's yeah. back, baby. That's the host we need. <laughs> it's the professional we need yeah. for the reunion. You, Shout out, I, Maria. I do think you need one of those types. Yes. You know what I mean? Uh, just to just to maintain some order. Because this one is, you yeah. can already tell. You know I, mean, I mean, listen, God bless Vernon Davis. He's not equipped for this. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can't have him. Can't have Victor Cruz. No. Right. No. no. That was a weird phase where they went with, like, former NFL football players to host the reunion. Yeah. And I think they're like, well, these dudes are big. Maybe that'll keep everybody in line. Nope. No. You need you need Maria. You need Maria. She's a fan, and she also can host the damn show. Yeah. It's – uh. That one's gonna get that one's gonna get hot. I think that um, was my yeah. That was my number one takeaway from the final was Maria's <laughs> back for the reunion, which is good for all of us. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of what else I had other than other than just uh, you know, like this season just kind of left a uh, taste in my mouth. It know? did. It did. Um, I I do have. I don't know if it's the burn of the week, but I think you'll enjoy. Uh, the the quote that I wrote down, um, TJ, in his tough love pep talk for Corey, <laughs> he said, it's a little baby hill. Get your ass yeah. up there. <laughs> <laughs> I almost said that in my, uh, I can't believe you're defending Corey portion of this. It's a little baby <laughs> hill. Little baby I will hill. say, though, it's pretty fucked they made him face down. Like, that's not normal. Yeah, you're right. That is not the normal repelling uh, stance. I I agree. Um. <laughs> and if you're scared of heights, like everyone's like, well, just don't look down. And they're like, no, nah, no, nah, you got to look down <laughs> the whole time. How did you How did you feel about the possibility of another final turning on Sudoku? Um, I don't care that much. It's a puzzle. I, just, I guess it's technically a puzzle. Yes. I just I don't know. It it feels cheap. Feels a little cheap to me. Okay. I mean, I guess a tan, certainly, but certainly did in the in the what was it Challenge USA or where was it uh, the the first one where the Sudoku was really the deciding factor. Right. Well, but that wasn't the case here. I mean, it was one of five checkpoint challenges, and like it turned yeah. out to be one of the two hardest. But I don't know. You could say you could just as easily say certainly third place turned on Corey's inability to walk across a balance beam. Right. <laughs> it did. In fact. So, like, so, I don't, I don't know. It, it, I did say almost turned. I didn't say turned. Right. So, right. you know, because I mean? uh, obviously Emmanuel figured it out, uh, and Narice, uh I do these in pen. Um, Mateo, uh, you know, wasn't as good as she. Thought I felt she was. that deeply though, because I, I'm a, I'm a crosswords in pen kind of guy. I mean, not anymore because who does crosswords by hand? They're all on my, on my phone. But uh, I felt that. That like I do this. Why am I struggling? Like I felt that pain. <laughs> yeah. Um, weird. I would not not have figured her for a Sudoku player, but I guess if you go on the show, you start practicing puzzles, right? Well, that's the thing, man. You get the Tangram app on your phone, and you start doing crosswords and Sudoku, <laughs> and you got to work the brain out. Got to keep the brain yeah. fresh. Sure do. Sure do. Uh, and you know what? Just in general, like 
when this ended, as badly as I wanted Norris to win, as much as I was rooting for her, like, top to bottom, a, a phenomenal season by her. And a, even though she didn't get the number one spot, the fact that after all the crap she dealt with, she ended up number two with a bullet and, and like, definitely pushed Emmanuel in that last bit of the final. It's a tremendous credit to her. This is an awesome season by a second year, you know, lady competitor who had to compete against the men in, in a pretty tough final. I don't know. I think in retrospect, like, yeah, I wanted her to win, but second was a hell of an achievement for her. And, And Emmanuel really is, excellent at this game she she had the right perspective on it i think right she did, yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> so, but i'm just saying for me uh, like as frustrating as it was at times and maybe this is why i'm being a little easier on the final than you i just felt like it ended in a place that i feel pretty good about yeah i mean look you there you can't take anything away from manual right like he he played it he's a good player he had a strong season yep you know he made some choices that maybe i wouldn't have made but uh, they weren't uh, egregious choices by any means. Right. So, like, right. you know, fair play, as they as they say in, in football, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, fair play to Emmanuel. He won. He won that thing fair and square. And 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 it's hard. It's hard to have any complaint about it at the end of the day. So, and and I don't. I you know, but I think it just sort of reflects the general mediocrity of the season. And I would say. The mediocrity of the level of the last six contestants. You know what I mean? Like, obviously, some people did an excellent job, and it's all, it, you know, the fact that all five of them finished the final, you know, is, is also a credit to them, I suppose. But, like, we've definitely seen more competitive groups, more competitive last five or sixes. You know what I mean? I, uh, most last five or sixes on the flagship show have been more competitive. I think we can agree on that. And, you know, that said, it's not the fault of the top two finishers. Like, I just think most finals have the next three are are of a higher level, right? I mean, it's pretty much that simple. And uh, I hate to say it, but it's pretty much as simple as if you replaced Colleen, Corey, and Berna with Kyland, Horacio, and Olivia, you would have said this was a pretty high-level final field, right? Yeah. So, like, in the end... Jay screwed us all year long and into the final, and that's a bummer. But we weren't actually that far away from a pretty competitive endpoint because most of the people you would have thought would be there were there in the final few weeks, even if they didn't make the final. If I'm like, say, Nani, and I'm sitting at home, I'm yeah. I'm going, ah, oh, crap! This is the year I could have won. <laughs> you know, you know what I mean? So. Yeah, I mean, the problem is like she would have been. Yeah, you're right. This is the year I could have gotten in there, but she never would have gotten to the end because she would not have gone along with Jay's ridiculousness. <laughs> that's also true. <laughs> you know, I mean, I think that's the tough thing with all the the veteran. Like, on the other end, if they'd brought more like legit veterans without a ring to this thing, maybe it would look different. You know. You know, I gotta be like, I mean, we only saw a little bit of this reunion, but it doesn't seem like Jay's really in for all that much smoke. Um. From what we've seen so far, which I which I find interesting, I, I don't I don't get the whole Jay thing at all, um, and I'm just hoping that there's stuff we haven't seen. Uh, it does seem like they brought some champs in, uh, so that should make it a little interesting. Yeah, yeah, I think I think the champs will have some things to say, um, and obviously, uh, you know, the Johnny. Uh, bananas, Mariah thing could could get interesting, and we didn't really see any of that. So yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. Here's here's hope for the reunion, but I'm ready. I'm ready to move on to season forty, which I think is going to be bigger and better. Yeah, better. Fingers crossed right. that uh, <laughs> the, the, hopefully when the cast of season forty is fully released, we will. Uh, we'll look at it as a season that's virtually guaranteed to improve upon what we just saw. Yeah, Devin has been hinting that there's some some good stuff ahead, so I, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna take that with confidence. Has Devin become like the Draymond Green of the challenge in that I, he he's a worthwhile competitor, but 
maybe he provides his best value by saying all the things no one else is saying? <laughs> well, yeah, I think in a lot of ways. I mean, obviously, he's a giant shit talker. Yeah. Um, and uh, but he's also a really salient analyst. I mean, I, that, right. that's why I made the comparison. That's what I mean. Yeah, he's got, he has a really savvy, uh, not just savvy grasp of the game, but also communicates it well. And um, seems unconcerned and with with like the potential fallout that could affect his own career. <laughs> yeah, yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. So, um, yes, yes. No, I think they're they are a very apt comparison. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, uh, just Devin doesn't really haul off and whack people every, every so often. No, but he did have that insane thing with Johnny when he was getting started, where he chased him around the house until Johnny said something about his dead father. <laughs> I kind of forgot about that. <laughs> like, so there's been some weird stuff, uh, even though he hasn't uh, unceremoniously punched somebody with no warning. Um, so, you know, who knows? We'll we'll see uh, how Devin's career develops. Hopefully no major suspensions in his future. But uh, it, just their, their general approach to things seems very similar. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of stunned that MTV hasn't tried to get him to host that podcast. Um, I'm... I, I mean, I would say they probably have. <laughs> You're right. You're, I'm sure they made the effort. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's fair. Um, all right. Any more challenge thoughts before we move on? No, I think that more or less covers it. Um, I, I, this wasn't technically something we wrote down for the homework, but I, I kind of want to start with True Detective this week, if we can, in the culture, uh, in culture section. Okay. Sure. Have you sort of seen the I mean maybe I'm confused <laughs> I, I I watched the finale I really liked it I thought it did as good a job as any season of True Detective as wrapping up a somewhat mystical story with answers that made at least enough sense for me to, to roll with and I like enjoyed the they leaned into some of the mysticism but not in a way that felt inauthentic to me. And I've just only recently uh seen the sort of bizarre drama that's happening from uh, like a lot of angry fans and Nick Pizzolatto got involved and is retweeting hate and oh uh, yeah, he's been involved since the beginning though. He the, I wouldn't. I wouldn't put too much stock into Nick, Nick Pizzolatto uh, retweeting hate. Okay, but I guess I'm surprised that this is controversial. But like, it really felt. Sure, it's a different reading of the True Detective thing, but it felt like the best version since the first season for sure. Yeah, and it I'm, felt to me. It I, felt like in of a piece thematically with what the series did. Like, I don't get it. I don't get. Yeah. Is it I just definitely racism and sexism? I think that um, didn't necessarily do itself a ton of favors with the Easter eggs. Um, and yeah, I mean, I don't know that they needed to have someone say time is a flat circle and, yeah. and all that. Fair enough. Or like the Tuttle Corporation, which didn't really have anything to do with the story at the end of the day. You know what I mean? Yeah, they like, were. But, but since uh, when do like a couple of you know, hat tips to the first series of, of the, you know, the first season of the series make everybody so angry. Yeah. That, I don't think that that was the, yeah, I don't know if that that was anything that made people angry. I think people, um, people have weird expectations for, uh, finales. You know, Andy Greenwald's doing an entire uh, podcast about this right now, actually. Um, you know, and I, and I think that maybe some of the backlash is sort of that, I didn't love that literally every male character in this show is awful. Well, that's not true. It's kind of true. No, there's the, 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 the kid. The one you could say, right, the kid is the, the one thing you could sort of say, except he's like basically a terrible dad and shoots his own father. <laughs> well, so, his father was but, an apocalyptic psychopath. Yeah, you could, he's arguably defensible shooting his own father. But Not like, arguably. Clearly the right move to shoot his own father. And and I wouldn't say he was a terrible 
father. I would say he's like a young man struggling with the responsibilities of a really <laughs> intense job and, and fatherhood. And I didn't I, think his was wife was particularly understanding. Okay. Okay. All right. I guess you can say that. I don't um, know. And I would, I would go on to say that like most of the indigenous men we encounter are, are decent. The main the, like the men at the center of the story Spongebob are toothbrush guy, I guess is, is the, didn't, you can't really say anything bad about him. Right. Yeah. Spongebob tooth toothbrush guys was cool. Like <laughs> some of the other dudes were, were like crazy or touched or, you know, disturbed. Most of them were but... corrupt. Really corrupt or evil or, um, well, you're talking uh, about the scientists, uh, but talk about the scientists. I'm talking about all of the, all of the male cops were corrupt. All of them. Well, Derek, I don't know if you've been paying attention to the world lately, but I don't think that's an unfair representation. Uh, all right, fair enough. Fair like, enough. it's a story about corrupt. Co- I don't know. I don't. And and you know what? Like, this is one of those. And maybe I, I guess I'm I'm unique in this, but but like, let's even say it, it was worse. All the men, especially the white men, are just. Terrible shitheads in this thing. Why is that such a problem? Everybody else besides white men has been dealing with all of their characters being terrible shitheads for, like, the entire history of art. Just, like, so what? So there's one show where all the dudes suck. That's not that unrealistic. There's lots of dudes that suck all over the world. We see it all the time. There's just one show where all the dudes suck. But sure, okay, fine. Well, no, I'm I'm not saying it's just one. I'm saying in this one, absent, like, (laughs) I don't know. Like, I, I don't feel like we have a man. All the TV and movies getting made make dudes look like assholes. Didn't, problem. Didn't make that. I didn't make that point. I know Did you didn't. I know point. you didn't. I'm just saying it doesn't bother me. Mm-hmm. And it maybe like it. I think that is in large part a result of the fact that like white dudes have been the heroes of everything for time immemorial, and and like. It's okay if if they get the short end of the stick sometimes, or we, if if I'm forced to say so. Um, I just don't. It's not even something I think about, honestly. Mm. The the first time I considered how many of the dudes in this show are assholes was when you just said it. Really? Like, yeah. My, for me, I like I don't have a problem with whoever's the hero of the story. Certainly, I have a problem with with women being the hero of the story or. Uh, you know, it, people making the point that maybe this place would just be a lot better with fe- more female energy or any of that stuff. I just like it was just so thorough and total. You know, you know what I mean, right? And you're talking about Alaska, which is a place that is the 85 percent men, right? So, um, you know, it's basically just everybody's bad. All, all all the dudes are bad, all of them, except for except SpongeBob guy, who's a pretty fucking minor character. Well, but I mean. Uh, uh, to the point that neither of us would know his name uh, if he gave us a hundred dollars. So ah, that has more to do with me having trouble tracking names that aren't like John than it does with. I guess. Uh, Did they even say his name? Yeah, a number of times. And I, I can like, there are noises that are part of his name in my head, but I don't want to say it and end up doing a racism. So, um, I don't. I like. <laughs> I bet my wife knows his name. I guess. Okay. Um, I bet she doesn't, but you should ask her. Okay. Um, for, look, that's not the big thing. Kavik? Was it Kavik? <laughs> oh, man. It's something yeah, like that. that. Uh, are you looking up something right like looking up character names right now? Or No, just- I didn't. I That was out of my head. I'll look it up right now, though. Um, um, fair enough. Look, I, I don't. that's not my main takeaway from the show, so I don't want to get too bogged down in it. Uh, I, I do think kind of, you know, Obviously, the, the the dynamic here, right, is between the believer and the non-believer in terms of the mysticism. And I did feel like it was a little bit weird that one cold plunge and, and you know, um, Jodie Foster was ready to believe. Like this – I just think and, – and maybe this has more to do with people's problems with the finale. Like I think we need more than six episodes here. Like it just fe- – it felt like we we wrapped this whole thing up a little fast to me. Um, and that's, uh, you know, I I don't know. So I I feel like maybe that's why I just came away a little bit feeling like, okay, 
but not super satisfied by this by this finale. I was right. It's Kavik, although that's his last name. Eddie Kavik is the name of that character. Eddie. Um, so, listen. I think that's fair, um, and I. I don't know. I like, frankly. Best True Detective since season one is a little bit damning with faint praise, right? I mean, yeah, I've heard some shouts for season three, and I honestly, I could, I couldn't tell you one thing that happened in season three other than that Mahershala Ali was in it. It just left no impression in my well, brain. Well, he he was losing his memory, right? And it was a, a re, it was like a multiple timeline thing. Um, it was a lot more convoluted, um, and it was better than season two in my memory. But I also don't have a lot of memories of it, so. You know, I don't know that this will <laughs> I don't know that I'll remember this much better than I do season three, but I, I don't know. I just thought this was a pretty good show. I thought it was a pretty good mystery. It it, it set a tone that was very specific and, and unique, I thought. And it had at least two, if not more, really excellent acting performances. Yeah, look, I'm not <laughs> Maybe I've been hard on the, uh, on this because I'm not here to bury the show or the experience, you know. Like it was, it was appointment TV at a time that yeah. we have had a lot of that. And so I'm, you know, like it, it certainly was an interesting mystery and was fun to watch it play out. Um, I just did. I don't think I liked the finale quite as much as you did. Yeah, and I guess I I don't know. I think I am. I think we're both probably leaning further towards our opinions than than we would have necessarily. And I, I think I'm doing it because the reaction is a little mystifying to me. If the reaction had been like, there's some holes here. I don't like, it's not, this is not the best appointment TV of the last five years. I, I you know, it's a three and a half out of five. I think I'd be less confused, but the, like they ruined true detective. Blah, blah, like, I just don't, I don't get it. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. They ruined True Detective. It feels like internet speak to me. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, you know, yeah. And I might be falling trapped to the just like arguing with paper internet tigers, but um, I don't know. I thought overall pretty good show, and like, I guess mileage may vary in the finale based on uh, where you and I stand on it. But but not like a. It wasn't like a finale that you know i don't know sometimes you've got all these loose strings and they tie it up in a knot that makes no sense and i didn't think that was what happened yeah. here no i don't i don't think we got that um and i and, and look it, it was pretty well reviewed uh and very well watched so it's it's certainly hard to make the point that the thing was ruined yeah agreed four. and i i i don't know man like if they announce another season of true detective i'm not going to be upset Um, I don't think they are though, from what I hear. So, <laughs> but, but I would agree with you. Should that happen? Uh, I'm right there with you. Yeah. All right. You want to get into Oppenheimer? Um. Yeah. Sure. Um. I, look, it, I think this thing's going to win Best Picture. Um. I'll, I'll start there. Uh, Why? Just based uh, on buzz. Just based on yeah, just based on Oscar tracking and predictions and okay, uh, and it being really the, the Venn diagram of uh, you know of, of an Oscar movie, it a is movie that. designed uh, designed to win Oscars essentially, <laughs> right? Yeah, although that that it's sounds cynical, it, and I didn't feel that. Yeah, yeah, no, I, look, and I don't think it's made as like a you know like oh let's go win awards, but just. You've got you've got this prestigious director who hasn't actually been honored a ton, nope. although he's been nominated a ton. Yeah. Um, and you've got a biopic. Uh, you've got a really great cast. You've you've got this sort of weighty, you know, the weighty implications of the story uh, and the invention, and 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 all of it. It's just it's just an Oscar-y kind of movie. It just yes, yeah. you know what I mean. Agreed. Um. And I don't have any, like I don't have any problem with that. I, I you know like it's a it's a really well made movie. It's really um, good, man. And and it's a lot. It's a lot to take in. It is. You know it's long and it's intense. But I, I will say this: unlike so many of the biopic 
Oscar bait things we've watched in the last few years, I really feel like Christopher Nolan got it right in terms of how this movie is designed as both telling the story of a man and also placing it in context and talking about the the implications and the legacy in a way that is thoughtful and interesting and worthwhile. Unlike Maestro. Yeah. 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 I think it's a much more thoughtful movie <laughs> than Maestro for sure. And it's, it's interesting, you know, cause obviously Nolan is one of these people that's like, these, you know, you better, you have to show my movie in theaters. Right. And you know, for something like Inception or Interstellar, I completely I, I get that. Yep. This movie, I don't think there's anything visually that that requires you, you know, to be watching this on a giant screen. But I do think that the sensory experience of being in a room where you have to watch this and you can't do other things and there's no distractions would really help you digest the story. I feel like like watching it at home uh, was a disadvantage for me. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, that makes sense. In that I could go to the bathroom and, or look away or check my email. Um, all things that sort of take you out of this, this story, which I think really just kind of demands your complete and total attention all the time. Yeah, I hear that. I, I did a pretty good job, I think. I, I really was sucked in. And honestly, in the first, like, five or ten minutes, I was a little worried. But, I, like, this, it, it really drew me into both the story of the person and also the, like, philosophical challenges of the situation and all the things that this guy is trying to weigh in in... Like, he became someone whose every opinion was going to affect policy, and he took that responsibility seriously, right? I mean, like, I don't know. I just, I, I'm not sure this could have been, I'm not sure you could have told the story of Robert Oppenheimer and the bomb much better than this. Yeah, yeah. And, and um, there aren't a lot of stories, I would say, where kind of like the time jump weird sort of flash almost flashbacky nature you know mm -hmm. flipping like where that helps the the storytelling but i think this is a case where it did you know yep. no uh, that's so true that's such a great point so many people really ever since pulp fiction sometimes people time jump because they think it's cool and it and it just makes the story more confusing or like doesn't quite come together the way it ought to <laughs> And this or, or sometimes they're just like I think it's intentionally to obfuscate almost, right. you know what I mean, just to totally. make it more confusing, and that makes it seem deeper, you know what I mean? Right, exactly. That's a, yes, yeah. exactly. And this really felt like they, it, it just Christopher Nolan designed a movie that told a specific story in exactly the right way, and and he deserves credit for that. I'm, I don't know if it would be my Oscar choice, but for best picture, but it's definitely a worthy candidate. Yeah, I'm not sure that I'm that I'm going to come down and say I think this is the best picture of the year, but I do think it is going to win best picture. And I'm not I'm, and when it does, I don't think I'll have a problem with it. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. <laughs> totally. Yeah. So, I yep, think thing, I think that's uh, that's high praise, honestly. Yeah. She doesn't have a massive role in this at, at all, but Florence Pugh's a damn movie star. Yep. <laughs> like <laughs> That woman jumps off the screen um, in everything. It doesn't yeah, matter what it, she's doing and she has done a remarkable diversity of things since exploding onto the scene from yeah, superhero. Yeah, like 25. <laughs> yeah. She's so young. She's seen, and also, by the way, like, you know, you never know, but has maintained her image as one of the most down-to-earth people in Hollywood throughout all of this. Um, I, I, like, I'll buy all the Florence Pugh stock. All yeah. of them. Yeah. Yeah, it feels like she, she could be doing this for a long time. Yeah. Um, and you know what? Everybody in this was so good. Josh Hartnett having a, a wonderful late career as a like slightly overweight character actor. I, I did not see this coming and I really like it. Yeah, he has been fantastic lately. And I, I, I thought the same. I was like, it, it honestly it took me a second. I'm like, oh, wait, Josh Hartnett. You know, yeah. um, that yeah, guy was like the heartthrob in every, you know, second rate rom-com. <laughs> <laughs> for a decade. 
And as much as I love it, was it was like 40, was it 40 nights? Yes, the, 40, 40 days and 40 nights or something like that yeah. where he, he, yeah, the celibacy never, movie. Yeah, you never thought of him as like a great actor. No, yeah. no. <laughs> no, and I guess that's a thing that happens now that we're old is like the heartthrobs of our youth start to take on more character acting roles in it, and sometimes it, it works. Pounds, apparently, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. He's, he's, yeah, it's definitely like some Brendan Fraser vibes happening here. With, it's a great uh, call. It's a great yeah. call. I wouldn't say he's he's let himself go that far, but, but yes. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if we're gonna get Josh Harden's version of the whale later. <laughs> yeah, probably not. But but really, just uh, was awesome in this. I thought, and and you know, Matt Damon does his thing. Just like everybody who pops up, I, I it was a really good movie, man. It was a really really good movie, and I continue to think that this is the best field of films we've had in five six seven years something like that i'd have to look, I, but. I i would agree with that for sure i think you know and and not to get back into this but like it, this is also why internet like barbie's not was like not a lock to win everything you know what I mean? or like right. to get all the stuff you know i still uh, think okay. it's it's unfortunate that they didn't nominate greta gerwig but what are you going to do? It's the Oscars. I they mess something too. up every I year. Too. But like, it's, it's also reasonable. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Uh, you know? Yeah. It's, yeah. It's not the worst crime in Oscar history. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And like I said, I, like, I probably would have nominated her cause I, I did think she did a fantastic job, but the, we've seen them. There's a big field of fantastic movies. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah. uh, and we've got what, three more to go. I think, uh, three more after our next discussion, which is about past lives. And I am, I want to hear your thoughts on this before I say anything. I, I really enjoyed this. Yeah. Okay. I'm <laughs> uh, glad you said that. This is not the, uh, this is not the kind of movie I think wins best picture. You Spiritually, know I mean? it is the opposite of Oppenheimer. It yeah. is so it's, small it's and tiny. interior and like dealing with, things that have no bearing on the world and yet I and by the way a first time director I thought just awesome just yeah. a, a, a story the sort of of story of friendship and romance and potential romance that is creative and original and makes you think about human nature and all those things and like it feels like even by word count it it's it's tremendously small compared to the movies it's up against but it really was good yeah and it's such a like a uh an interesting telling of the immigrant experience without banging you over the head with it you know what yeah. i mean it's like a um you know i just uh, you know, I'd heard a lot about Greta Lee and her giving a great performance, and I thought for sure, you know, particularly because I she did she did get nominated. Is that right? I don't. Um, I can't remember. I'll check. I I, I thought there was going to be a really showy Oscar momenty kind of scene for her, and there really isn't. Nope. Um, she just kind of nails this person throughout. You know, and like there is a little like a little bit of catharsis at the end, sort of, but it feels so well earned. Um, and yeah, like there's just it's just a movie with a lot of adults having really great, interesting conversations about a really interesting situation. You know what and, I mean? And it's and it's one of these movies where people are in. I mean, it's not life and death, right? But people are in a really difficult emotional situation and all <clears throat> you you kind of can root for everybody in a way right like you can or at least understand everybody's view and and I think they all handle themselves like adults you know like nobody has to act like a psychopath or a petulant child to make the drama work it just I think it's a really hard thing to do so little of of consequence in most in, in by most definitions happens in this movie and yet yeah. i just was so interested the whole time and and found myself thinking trying to put myself in these situations and you know what what are these emotions that they must be feeling in this scenario and it it's yeah man that 
this this was a this made a good partner for Oppenheimer because they're so different, and I thought both so good. Yeah, it's it's minimalist in the way that Oppenheimer is kind of maximalist, you yes. know. But um, they're I think they're both really elegant, well crafted stories. Yeah. Um, you yeah. know, in between all of that, and I just yeah, like I really I really enjoyed that experience, and I, I imagine I will probably actually watch this movie again uh, at some point, which is totally. uh, uh, I, I, not I do that. feel that it just feels like the sort of movie that like there are subtle things that will pay off the second and third time watching it agreed agreed um yeah past lives i hope more people see this honestly because i don't know how many people have yeah and available for free if you're a paramount plus subscriber so go go check it out i think you i think you need showtime i think you need the showtime uh, add for that to be free? Am I, yeah, am I wrong about I, that? I, I, like, I just bought Paramount Plus, you know, however many years ago or whatever, and Showtime popped up when they merged. So I don't know. Like, maybe there are people paying yeah, less you, for Paramount yeah, Plus than I am. Yeah, but. I think you got to pay for Showtime. Uh, on I think I just, I think if you were paying for the commercial free tier, you might already have it, though. Hmm. I don't know. <laughs> it's confusing how uh, this is all working now. Like the streaming Wait, world is a- right. at its most tumultuous at this moment. Wait till they start merging because Paramount Plus is almost definitely going to merge with one of these other ones here in the, in yeah. the next year or two. So, well, listen, I'm not going to be mad at that because like, for me, the more merging at this point just means like less bills I'm paying. It's not like I can reasonably drop any of these services at this point. <laughs> yeah. So, although- I, I mean, for for you and I, like, I don't think we're going to need the the you know they, they call it the Spulu, the Sports Hulu thing that's coming up, right? Because you already have, I'm assuming you already have ESPN Plus. I do, but that's so. through Hulu, so I don't totally understand how it's all going to work, right? Because I have the bundle right now. Yeah, I mean, I don't think they're 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 still keeping ESPN Plus and going to sell it as an over the top standalone. So I, I I think it's kind of designed for people who don't have that, right? And then uh, I, but I also have YouTube TV. Like, I don't know. Also, right, right. And don't also don't have a bundle of some sort, right? Because it's the right. person that they, they want the person who wants to watch Fox football games online. That's right. That's who it is. And that's a lot of people who are probably just paying basic cable right now. Um, I don't know. I don't understand how America works or how streaming works. But yeah. at some and point, I'm probably going to have to reassess a bundle because that's profitable for them, right? Yeah. That's still the most profitable thing is for them to be in the cable bundle it's while finding that. a new way to bundle people who are uh, never cable. You know what I mean? Right. So, right. Yeah. Well, at some point I'll probably have to reassess and, and like uh, pare things down, but uh, that, that day is not today. <laughs> I think I, I, I'm almost at the point where I got to get, Get one of those to figure out uh, to keep track of my subscriptions and, and get rid of the ones I'm not using. Yeah, it's probably a good idea. I'm I'm, I'm about to need one of those apps. Um, because yeah. man, they do they do pile up. They do, they do. and and it gets confusing. <laughs> it gets yeah. goddamn confusing. And the problem is, they, like you know, now that you're a soccer fan, right? You need you kind of need all of them for the, for the soccer, right? Yeah. So there's like, really no choice. I like I. Peacock would be the thing I would probably most readily give up on, but you can't do yeah. that if you want Chelsea. Yeah. No, I can't. No, I can't, uh, and I do. So then you're like, well, I guess I could uh, give up ESPN Plus, but you probably want that for other things. Well, right? I need that if I'm going to yeah. pretend like I still have a radio career. Um, so that's right. So, so you're not going to do that, and no. you and probably not giving up Champions League either, right? So you, nope, then you and I can't give up Disney <laughs> because of the kids. Um, <laughs> yeah, so. It's- here we are. Yep. We've just you've just figured out a way to make us pay for cable all over again. And on top of that, I think both of us have YouTube TV, right? So. We do. We do. <laughs> That's the one though that I'm the, the the struggle there is like my my wife and I watch Jeopardy. Right. So yeah. I honestly everything else I watch on YouTube TV I could probably figure out another way if not for Jeopardy. But whatever. This is a uh, people don't need to hear about my. Uh, no. television struggle. I was just but. about to get into my cable news addiction, which is uh, not healthy. So yeah, same difference, oh. right? At least Jeopardy's healthy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> let, let's cover our last issue because and where else did we watch the challenge? That's the other part of that, right? So, oh yeah, that's true. That's also hard to stream. Stream. That's a good point. Yeah. All right. Um, What's our next last goal? Wins. Next goal wins. Uh, look, I. I'm I'm happy for everybody involved here. <laughs> you know, like like 
glad glad you guys made this movie, but uh, it's it, it's neither sweet or funny enough, to, you know. At the end of the day, to really to really work, I, I think you know that's that, that that I guess that's that's my answer. Like, I had a fine time. I'm not mad at this movie or anything, but at the end of the day, it's a bit of a, a shrug of the shoulders, you know. Yeah, I. I mean, I liked it, and and I thought. I thought Taika Waititi did his best to maintain a level of silliness that made for a fun time despite the, like, I don't know. It's a pretty seriously, I don't know. Is it an important story? I don't know. But it's it's definitely an interesting. Not an important story. <laughs> Well, even even in the context of sport and I, you know, even in the context of and honestly, I didn't know until the very end of the movie about the sort of transgender trailblazing that was a part of this story. I looked uh, into it, that significantly and and Jaya, Sil, Sil, I, I don't I'm going to mess up the last name Jaya in the film. Like she is an important character in FIFA right now. Well, she's in FIFA. Uh, you know, this is anyway. There are importance or or lack of importance says more about FIFA than her. I'm not trying to get into. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't mean she is. I don't mean FIFA she, figureheads is, is what I is the, maybe the way I would like to put that. You know uh, what I mean? Maybe I should say she ought to be an important character in FIFA yeah, right yeah. now. Um, but she's there, and and to the extent that she can, and this will only help her visibility. She is making a positive impact, um, and it is a pretty. Crazy story. That said, it, 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 it does kind of amount to nothing in the end. <laughs> and, <laughs> and as a movie, it's a very silly movie. And I think, look, if, if I was not familiar with the Taika Waititi filmography and, you know, understanding that this is a guy who's capable of a Jojo Rabbit or even of what we do in the shadows, frankly, um, you know, maybe I, I wouldn't have the same sort of expectations of like, you know, it clearly this is a movie that's aiming lower than those. You yes. know what I mean? But, um, I mean, it's basically, I, could you even call it a high end cool runnings? It's just another like cool runnings. You know what I mean? Right. So, yeah, uh, it's very cool runnings ish. And I liked cool runnings and I, I like this. I don't know. I, yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it's a sport, it's a sport, a sports underdog story, I guess. And then yeah. um, but it doesn't reach much beyond that at all. I would say. No, but I don't know that there was a. Unfortunately, like <laughs> at the end of the day, this is still the American Samoa soccer team, which, while it did get that win, um, that's still one of like four or five wins it's ever had. It's not like the program <laughs> has continued a rapid ascent to national to international relevance. Um, no. So it's the it post- is. Never again was the very last ranked team in all the world. <laughs> right. Which is like kind of a win based on the starting point, I guess, you know? Yeah. Um, and I do think that's a tough postscript for to, to, if you want your movie to feel significant. But I'm glad I know this story. And it did make me look into some of the people involved. You, you know, the goalie. Rangan, I'm assuming. <laughs> What's that? You, you Wikipedia Thomas Rangan, I'm, I'm assuming. Yeah, and and Jaya and Nikki Salapu and because honestly, part of me was like, you know, you still playing Nikki Salapu, you still playing, yeah, and <laughs> just the there is something cool about the fact that sports gives us these stories, and I guess I'm glad, even if even if you're right, that like. I mean, I don't know how better to say it other than like Jojo Rabbit and virtually every single Taika Waititi our movie is better than this. Um, you know, a Hunt for the Wilder People. Like he has made spectacular films, and this is not one. Um, mm. But it is enjoyable. It is fun. He keeps it super light. Like he's not trying to make this a life or death story. And I, I, I don't know. I thought it was good. I liked it. Yeah. I, look, I don't. I don't have any problem with it. And it's not, it's not trying to be much and it's not amounting to much and all of that is fine. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I did think it was funny and I did think it was like heartwarming and, and I like part of me kind of wants to watch the documentary. 
You should. Report and, back to us. <laughs> yeah, well, and honestly, even if that's the best thing we can say about this is that it alerted a bunch of people to a story they didn't know and made some of us watch the documentary, I think that's worthwhile. I will also say that even uh, even for a movie that is specifically about terrible soccer, the soccer is terrible. It's so bad. <laughs> but again, that is intentional. I think it's intentional. I think. <laughs> but like you should like I felt like I could go out there and play with those guys. You know what I mean? Like that's. But I think honestly, I think when 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 Rangan shows up, you could have. Maybe, maybe. Like if you were in the best shape of your life, you know what I mean? Like I, I don't – I really think it was that bad. Like losing 31 nothing is really hard. Yeah. I, look, they, they – it's hard for me to believe that the actual team – and maybe this is the – the documentary will certainly tell the tale on this. That the players – they could have fielded players that kind of looked like some of the traditional Samoan body shapes that you see on the field in this particular movie. You know what I mean? Just the nature of the game and the and the running required would seem to prohibit that. But I I could be wrong. I I, I mean I agree, but I but on the other hand, I thought that the nature of the story, I couldn't believe that the 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 actual facts that are relayed by this movie were real, and they are. <laughs> like that sliding clearance that Jaya makes—that's real. Yeah, yeah, that I, I that I could see. Like you see that that happens right in a game, you know but what I mean? Not very often with like the only transgender athlete in the history of the sport who just <laughs> right. like I, you know I mean it's pretty remarkable. Yeah, all right. <laughs> so yeah. so yeah, I my instinct is right. It uh, somebody who looks like a sumo wrestler doesn't usually make a great soccer player. But was this team in dire straits enough to have that guy on the roster? Maybe. Yeah, well, watch the documentary. Let me know. Yeah, I think I will. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, yeah, look, I'm not here to bury this movie. I'm not. But I just kind of like, yeah, yeah. All right, great. I watched it and had a good time. I'll never think about it again. No, it's not. It, it's not probably one that's going to stick with you. Um, but I'll tell you what, you will think of it again if if the American Samoa soccer team ever like uh, qualifies for a significant tournament. Yeah. Not sure that's going to happen, though. <laughs> no, I think we're a ways away from that. And if it is, it's the it's like the Asian Cup, right? Which is will be buried in the deep recesses of Paramount Plus. Yeah, so. exactly, exactly. It's like the Pacific Islanders Cup, um, I think, but probably more likely. Even that might be a stretch. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, all right, should we get out of here? Let's do some homework. All right, uh, I I'm doing a little traveling this week, so we're trying homework light. Uh, we're going to watch the uh, Vince Staples show on Netflix. Yep. Uh, that's a sitcom, I think, right? So, I mean, that's that's the scuttlebutt. I, I, I don't know a ton about it other than it's Vince Staples show. And uh, I don't know. I feel like my – I feel like I've consumed a lot of Vince Staples as just a guy on talk shows. And I usually find him entertaining and interesting. So uh, I'm – Maybe my hopes are too high, but I have kind of high hopes that this is more than a standard sitcom starring a rapper. Well, Netflix is certainly giving it some run that much. Yes. Yeah. They're def they definitely want me to watch it. No doubt about that. So, uh, so we will check it out. Uh, we're harder than louder milk. <laughs> we are also going to check out constellation, which Apple, uh, plus is pushing about as hard as they can right now. Uh, we don't know much about that either. Other than that, it's in space. Yeah. Could be good. Space sometimes yields results. Yep. Um, and then we are going to watch Anatomy of a Fall, uh, which is uh, you got to pay for that one, but it's it's fairly cheap uh, yeah. on either Apple or Amazon Prime. That is another one of those Best Picture nominees. And then of course the Challenge Reunion and all the cursing that is sure to follow. Yeah, I really I'm I'm hoping for drama, and uh, I hoping is not really the word I should use because I'm sure it will exist. Yeah. Yeah, it's almost required. <laughs> Drama required. That could be the, the motto of the challenge reunion. <laughs> or the slogan for Bravo. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, I don't know anything about the Scandoval, but I did see an incredible quote from Tom Sandoval about, like, not understanding why everyone's so upset. I, I forget exactly what it was now. Um 
that's my Bravo take of the day. I don't even know who Tom Sandoval is. That's 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 how out of that I am. I don't really know who he is either, other than like the scandals named after him, and I think he cheated on somebody. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, and it's yeah. and it's a big deal. Yeah, I guess so. All right. <laughs> that now, let's go. Yeah, man. If you're looking for uh, you know Scandoval breakdown, you came to the wrong place. That's for sure. Indeed. Okay, bye. This game's in the Admiral refrigerator. The door is closed. The light's out. Butter's getting hard. The eggs are cooling, and the jello is jiggling. So long, everybody. And do me a favor. Have yourself a tremendous evening.